It's time for the Stock Car Show on the Performance Motorsports Network. Powered by the staff at Race Chaser Online. Your motorsports, your way, every day. And now, here's your host, Tom Baker. Good evening. Welcome to a very busy edition of the Stock Car Show. Presented by our good friends at HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. Of course, we are... Airing the show live on the Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. My name is Tom Baker. I'm excited to be back in the saddle again for another couple of hours of racing conversation. And I am joined at the roundtable. We've got a full roundtable. For the first time in a while. Fab Four at the roundtable tonight. Seated directly to my right is Jacob Seelman who is now a journalist for Speedsport News, in addition to his duties with us here in Race Chaser Radio and PMN Radio. And next to him is Rod Wortham, who owns and operates Race Face Brand Development and Race Face TV and Race Face Telmed. And we're going to talk about all three of those over the course of this show. And you're going to want to pay attention because all three of them are cool. And uh, a couple of them can be quite helpful to you. And seated to my left in studio for the first time, first time ever. Cisco Scaramuza. Normally he comes via the Race Chaser Skype line, but Cisco in town and in studio tonight. Happy to have him from the great state of Indiana. And of course, behind the glass over there, punching all the right buttons from the Carolina School of Broadcasting is Bill Holt. Bill We are going to be joined or going to hear from, I guess I should more accurately say, on the show tonight, we're going to hear from Reed Wilson, who is making his truck series debut for Young's Motorsports at Martinsville this weekend. And we're also going to hear from Thab Moffitt, who is going to be back in the ARCA series this year, and he's got an got some sponsorship uh, things going on that he's excited to talk about. So we're going to hear from Thad a little later as well. And last but surely not least, we're going to check in with Kyle Souza to see what in the world went on with the Wheel and Modified Tour Race at Myrtle Beach last weekend. Hint, the 7MY went to victory lane for Tommy Baldwin Jr. And we'll tell you more about that later in the show. Newswire time, Jacob and... I was looking at the newswire today, and it was basically blank. It was dead. <laughs> I mean, like this has it been really this dead. has been one of those weeks where there oh. just hasn't been a lot of news. So I came from one news desk to this roundtable, which basically serves as another news desk. And the first news desk, I didn't even I, I, there weren't even crickets uh, sitting on it. That's how dead it was. It was just. Cobwebs. Yeah, it no, really it was, was. It was just cobwebs. Here's an interesting news item we could start with to talk about for a little bit, and I'm going to also, uh, in a moment, I'll bring in Chris Murdoch, who's also joined us on the program here tonight, uh, to talk about this as well. But Landon Castle going to get a chance to race the next couple of races, at least for Starcom. Uh, they parted ways with Jeffrey Earnhardt. And so now we get Landon Castle behind the wheel, Jacob, of the double nothing for the next couple of races. Martinsville uh, not included in that. Um, he'll be racing at uh, where? Texas? No, that's it right. Martinsville, Martinsville and Texas. Texas. It Thanks. is Martinsville, yeah. So he'll get a chance to enjoy some Martinsville hot dogs with a driver's suit on. And this was kind of an interesting thing that came up at the beginning of the week. I'm not sure really what went down there, but I'm kind of glad to see Castle back on the track um, not, 
I guess we'll find out what the race car has got now because I think Landon will get a good bit out of it. Yes, I believe so. And this is where, honestly, and I'm I'm not saying this to be mean or blunt. I'm just saying it because I'm a realist, and that's kind of what I do. Now we're going to find out exactly what Starcom's made of and whether that double zero is going to amount to anything for the foreseeable future because Landon Castle is a driver who's going to extract every bit of performance out of a car that there is and then some anytime he can. So if that car can't run better than it did with Jeffrey behind the wheel... rut row. Yeah. rut row. I believe that's... Absolutely the case. We'll see what the car has got. Looking forward to seeing Landon back behind the wheel. Chris Murdoch. Uh, I'm going to go to the next Newswire story because I don't think we really need to spend a lot of time on that one because we did have a big piece of racing news that involves the Cup Series. We don't always talk about Cup on this show um, other than as kind of a glancing blow because this show tends to deal with of course, the up-and-comers in the regional touring series, but this one involves an up-and-comer who's getting his first couple shots in Cup, Chris. Daniel Hemmerich, two races for Richard Childress Racing in the Cup Series. There's two cool things about this for me, besides the fact that Daniel, who I've watched since Spandoleros, is actually going to get a Cup shot. The car is number eight, and it's green, yeah, uh, if there's anybody that deserves the next level shot, it's Hemrick. He has put in the work day in and day out at RCR down there in that Xfinity program, and I'm so excited to see him do it. And in the number eight, Dale Jr. is excited. I saw that tweet and uh, getting thrown around on Twitter. Dale Jr. can't wait to see that eight car back on the track, and it's going to be interesting to see the eight and the three back on the track since the, uh, for the first time since 2001. I was going to actually make that point, Chris, and you made it first. So good on you for jumping inside my head and pulling that nugget out. But uh, you know what? This is cool for me on more than a level than just the eight and the three are going to be back on the racetrack together. Number one, Daniel Hemrick appreciates the history of the eight number because he's from Kannapolis, just like the Earnhardts. So he knows what it means to have the eight on the side of his race car at the cup level. Number two, this is proof that talent can still get you places. Daniel Hemrick has not bought his way anywhere. In fact, this deal came together in part because Smoky Mountain Herbal Snuff, which is the sponsor that's going to be on the eight car for both Richmond and the Charlotte Roval, was so impressed by what they got out of being on the car when Daniel raced their colors in Phoenix in November, the race that he raced his way into the championship four in, the groundswell of support there and the marketability there helped bring this opportunity about, helped Smoky Mountain to say, hey, we can do more here. This is a great story on a lot of levels, and I'm not expecting him to come out and light the world on fire because that's just not realistic when you're making your Cup Series debut. It's the top level of stock car racing in the United States, but I expect him to keep his nose clean, and I expect him to be quite all right. Hey, it's a short track, by the way, which is where he came from. He'll be all right. Cisco, what have you to say? Uh, I think for them a good goal is going to be if he can finish on the lead lap in those two races, I think that's probably a good achievable goal for that team. This is RCR equipment. 
So I I would not be surprised if they're able to accomplish that goal and maybe do a little bit more depending on where Chevrolet and RCR is as a whole by the time those races roll around later. Because the other race he's also running is going to be the wild card race of the season. Yeah. <laughs> Which is which is the Roval at Charlotte as well. So that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting considering he's gonna be on his second race in the, in the series in an elimination race. Which you know I I get the feeling we're gonna be hearing about that once we get closer to that date because I'm sure there's gonna be one or two people saying I I got to fight for my life here. I don't want this rookie out here. What are you doing? Well, and Daniel's not been too bad on road courses yeah. either in the past, so it's yeah, kind of interesting. Exactly. To, could uh, you imagine if Hemrick knocks someone out of the playoffs because he ran too well? Yeah, or and finished in front of someone, or literally uh, knock someone out of yeah. the playoffs. Well, which I, could I happen accidentally. On it, the I was going to say it could happen accidentally. I don't think Daniel's the kind of driver that it would happen on purpose. No. Daniel has too Just much saying, respect for the know, competition. But accidents can happen, and that's yeah. going to be a tight course. Yeah, it will be. We're bringing Ooh. Rod Wortham for a minute. Rod, you and I go back as far as being NASCAR fans a long time, and you've actually been. Uh, a partner in an NASCAR team in the past, um, looking at the number eight coming back in and seeing what's going on there. What are your thoughts? I mean, that's I think it's kind of cool to see that number come back, and I don't have any qualms in saying there's no reason why it shouldn't. Well, I agree with that. I mean, the eight's historic. A um, lot of Earnhardt fans out there, and um, you know, definitely could use um, a little uplift if you would, as far as maybe kind of bringing some of those fans that have maybe slipped away yeah. to come back and at least take a glance here. And like you guys have already brought up, I think Daniel will do a great job in that car. So, well, I and it's, it's nice. It's nice too, to see, as Jacob said, someone that's worked his way to get that opportunity. Well, and more than that, he's from Kannapolis and Dale jr. Was his hero. Um, or Dale part, was his yeah. hero. That, I that's, should say that's that sounds like a movie. Up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it really, it, it's just, it, people don't, I think a lot of people probably don't realize that Daniel is a Kannapolis, North Carolina, born and bred racer. And we see so many racers in NASCAR come from outside of its original roots. And Daniel, it, that's not the case. So to me, I think this is kind of a perfect situation. You got Daniel Hemrick with Richard Childress with the number eight with Smoky Mountain Snuff on the car and you know this is uh an opportunity for him i think to make that step up and get some cup experience i do believe chris that you're gonna see him full-time in the cup series next year in a third children's entry and maybe we're seeing a preview of it you're absolutely right he he's gonna go out there and you know give it his best which he always does no matter what he's driving so it'll be awesome to see him out there in the eight car uh, driving around a track in a cup car, and and, and I will I, I will be bold and say this I I feel like he's kind of on par with that program in the cup level so far with you know Ryan and Austin they're just trying to find themselves and this is a good step to kind of find themselves and introduce him yep. into the program. Tom, if he runs full season next year, I want them to run the Skull Bandit throwback at Darlington. <laughs> well, that would be cool. It'd that be w- a different brand if he got that sponsorship. Yeah. But. Stop, stop and consider, by the way, as we get set to go to break here, that if they were to keep the eight, you'd have next season Richard Childress Racing running the numbers of both generations of Earnhardt's and neither Earnhardt is behind the wheel of the numbers. 
you have Austin Dillon in the three, and you'd have Daniel Hemrick in the eight. If they keep if the they, eight, yeah. If they keep the eight. Which you would assume that would probably be the intent. That That's very interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Well, certainly going to be great to see him uh, behind the wheel, and I think he's very deserving of the opportunity. We wish him all the best. And, of course... We are going to continue. We've got a full show tonight. We're going to step aside for a moment, but around the turn, we talk more about the Newswire. We've got Rod Wortham. We've got Kyle Souza. We've got a couple of driver interviews coming up. All kinds of good stuff happening in the next uh, hour and 45 minutes or so. You're listening to the Stock Car Show, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety on the Performance Motorsports Network. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, I'm Noah Gregson. And you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Speaking of the granddaddy watch. Yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> Noah's, Noah's pretty determined he's going to get another one of those granddaddy watches. He actually did it right. He called it a grandfather clock on Instagram, and then somebody corrected Corey him. Corey LaJoy. Yes, Corey LaJoy. Because corrected. that's what Corey does. Yeah, pretty much. Now, hey, can I make a point about Noah Gregson? Sure you can. NASCAR needs more drivers up and coming like Noah Gregson. Who can't pronounce trophy names? No, no, <laughs> not not at all like that, Cisco. Now that's not a lack of pronunciation. It is it is what's called delightful naivete. He honestly didn't know. Well, my point here with Noah is a combination of that and Noah not being afraid to be Noah. There are not enough drivers, I feel like, that are right now in the sport that I would consider personalities, that I would consider people. Really? That, I mean, there are just... You got to, Noah, you got Justin Haley, you got Bubba well, Wallace. No, no, I mean... Are that, you talking about on the lower levels? No, I'm, I'm talking about as you go up the ladder. There are less personalities. But, Tom, we, as the ones who have followed these guys up into, like the truck and now right. a few in the Xfinity series... You know, Bubba Wallace, to me, is one of the first real personalities the Cup Series has had in a while. It had a few, and then it's now retired several of them off. But, you know, Noah Gregson, Justin Haley, you know, some of these guys that are coming up, NASCAR needs more of them. NASCAR needs more of that, that energy to get, I feel like, the fan base excited again. I feel like part of the reason the fan base, I was talking to somebody about this the other day, part of the reason I feel like the fan base is kind of stale and disinterested right now is because there's just that, a lack of interest from the people that are within the sport. Do you not feel that Ryan Blaney has a uh, personality? Are you are you dissing Ryan Blaney, no, Chase Elliott? No, I am not. Di- well, Chase is one of those that, I don't feel like has totally become one of those personalities yet. Ryan and Bubba to me. Wow. Ryan and Bubba to me are the two that stand out right now. Chase Nation, send hate mail to <laughs> Jacob Seelman at. Listen, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not saying any of this to be mean. I'm just too I don't know. I think, there's, I think a lot of these young kids, I mean, you got Cass Grawley, you got, I think a lot of these. These kids have great personalities, and actually, this is a great spot to bring Rod Wortham back into sure. because Rod's the branding guy. Yeah, Rod is our our driver branding and marketing expert here, and and you've seen sort of this new generation, next generation of drivers, and you're kind of right in the middle of that. I mean, I feel like these kids that are coming up now, in a lot of cases, have more personalities than the veterans that were so preeminent over the last five, ten years had. Thank you. That's what I was trying to get to. Yeah, I agree. They, they do have the personalities. I think what, what Jacob's saying is that we hope they don't lose it. Yes. I hope we don't get, you, into, the, there we go. Don't I, get I, into the corporate side. Uh, well, of you get to that level now. It's okay. Now we've got to put our corporate hats on. We've got to exactly. do everything right. And it is what we're missing. We are missing the personalities. Yes. We're missing the, the deals between you know yes. Dale Sr. and Rusty Wallace and you know, even Sterling and go, go back to all of that. I and mean, it's, it's, we need uh, it's people to be us. mad at people. Yes. <laughs> and Besides Kyle Bush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we talked a bit about it a couple weeks ago when we talked about Harvick during, I think it was, was it the Daytona where they had like rain delay or something? Or was it, it was one of the races where they had rain delay and they had Harvick in the, in the Hollywood hotel during the broadcast. Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta. Atlanta. 
And he was talking about how he's, you know, felt like he's had to dial himself back now because he has to learn about, you know, he's in all these production meetings now and everything like that. So it's the radio show. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, I absolutely agree with the fact that a lot of these, you know, it's Harvick isn't Harvick from O2 Bristol sliding over the car and, you know, getting in the face of Greg Biffle anymore. And, you know, there's kind of a magic that you kind of miss with that now. See, I don't know if I miss that, but I do like the fact that we have some of these drivers coming up who, you know, you watch Facebook, you watch Twitter, you see the back and forth, you know, they pick on each other, you know, it's, it's, and they're very engaged with the fans, but in a very positive way. Unlike Kyle Busch, who engaged with his, engages with his fans, I think, in a negative way a lot of times. And, you know, I know Dale Jr. likes that and thinks Kyle's good for the sport, but I don't, I don't think that does anything positive for the sport, just my opinion. But, I mean, Rod, when you, when, you, when you work with these drivers, and you and I have both done enough of that in the past and still the, the present, um, you know, it's one of the things you're trying to, to, to do is sort of Find it. Find who they are. You know who's who are they authentically, and you want to tweak that to make them the best they can be. But you don't want to take the authenticity out. You don't want to turn them into a robot. Well, the thing that's different. I mean, coming going back to as old as I am is the fact that these kids are coming up now and able to reach the top levels at such a young age. I mean, you start. You go back to when. You know, again, you know, the Earnhardts, Labonis, and all of these people yeah. there. The, these guys were in their late 20s, early 30s before they ever made it. Now we got kids that are, you know, look at look at Sam Mayer. You know, goes down to the Cars yeah, Tour, is already face, one yeah. of my drivers, and, and, you know, great at the World Series of Stock Car Racing, and he, and he just turned 14 years old. Racing for junior motorsports in a late model. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think that's part of it. These kids are kids still. Yeah. And they're bringing that attitude, and I think that's what is going to bring the younger fans into the sport. I think the thing that we have to work on, all of us that are involved in the media side of things and the branding and the marketing side of it, is we've got to introduce these kids to the public. Yeah. We've got to let them know who they are. Mm -hmm. And, And again, that way, once they make it to... Let's just say even make it into the ARCA series or into the truck series. They already have somewhat of a fan base. Right. A perfect example of that is Ryan Vargas. Yes. I mean, what a great, what a great young kid. I, I actually had lunch with Brian today. And, um, you know, Ryan is Ryan. And he is, he is so humble. He's so thankful yep. for where he's at. And he shows it. He does so much with the fans. He's yep. so interactive on social media. Um, I think we're looking at um, a superstar in the works because of the stuff and a lot of the things that he does off the track. We, mm-hmm. We've had Ryan on this show several times, and he mm-hmm. comes in as a guest host. And just it's not even just about him. He just talks about racing, and there's an energy with him, Cisco, that's very genuine and very. he's very passionate about the sport. It's just one of those personalities that doesn't quit. And it's nice to see that type of young driver coming up and there are a number of those absolutely and i think one of the other things that's interesting is the personal engagement with the fans like so someone like a garrett smithley for example who goes out and he'll stream on twitch like him playing nascar heat 2 or something and interact with the fans that way so they you know you build that alliance with them because 
you know, he said hey to you on stream one time or something like that versus, you know, where, you know, 15 years ago that wasn't even possible. Well, right. We didn't have the technology. Yeah. Speaking of fan engagement, I want to add Blaney into that conversation because he's done more with fan engagement <laughs> yes. when it comes to uh, yeah. at the racetrack than any young driver or any Cup Series driver, period, that I've Absolutely. seen in a while. If you've got a pool in the, in the campground, yeah. Ryan Blaney beware. will find it. <laughs> you <laughs> might, just, might just discover a Blaney. You know, Tom, the other thing, too, is is the talent that's coming up right now is coming from all over the country. Yeah. It's yeah. not it's not it's not centralized in in the in the Carolinas and in the Alabama game right. and stuff like that, like it was 15, 20 years right. ago. You've got personalities coming from all across the country. And I actually think that's a good thing. And, and I see, I agree. I know a lot of other fans our age don't, but I think it's great. Now, there's more talent in this sport right now. Than there ever has been. Yeah, in my I, opinion. I agree. Yeah, and, and people and the, say, "Well, the cars are easier to drive and stuff like that." But you know what? I don't look at it that way. I look at it as back in the day, you were able to make the car something really right. special, and the car could really do things that other cars on the track couldn't do. Right. And now that's gone. Now it's really driver. I mean, you look at these cars now; they're having a hard time making it through tech and. They're, they're so even, they're so balanced yeah. that we're putting the car back in the hands of the driver. Well, it's definitely, especially in the Cup Series, I think it's the deepest field of, of potential winning cars, that we, winning teams that we've had maybe ever in the sport. Ever. Um, and so I agree with you totally. And, and that's why I think when you see a Daniel Hemrick, who is from this area or is from the authentic South and, you know, makes it through, I think fans sort of, glam on to that and, and that's why i think in a lot of cases i think that's why chase elliott too because yeah. again you've got a driver from georgia of course with the pedigree with the name you know and and so these guys get even more popular because they sort of they come from the south and they're taking on all these invaders from the rest of the country cisco but then for your fan bases outside of that like for me for example you, from the midwest right I like Justin Allgaier because he's from Illinois. Sure. So something like that, or, t or a Ty Majeski, or someone from the Midwest, sort of Arca Midwest Tour yep. sort of thing as well. So you build the interaction. Those fans will like those drivers a little bit more. Almost kind of like an Alan Kowicki, for example, who mm. you know comes down from the Midwest and comes to the East Coast. Yeah. Rod and I got to uh, actually walk into Alan Kowicki's first cup shop yesterday. We won't bother telling this story because it, it will bore you to tears, but we didn't know we were going in there. It's, it's now another business. But uh, interesting that they pointed out that it was Alan Kowicki's cup shop and it that's it, it had a, a different aura right then and there for me when I found that out because I was a big Kowicki fan when he was in cup because I love the way he came down and came to Daytona with 25 bucks in his pocket in the car on an open trailer and you know ends up winning the championship down the road and just uh i mean that's that's how you're supposed to be able to do it and you just can't do that anymore unfortunately i interrupt this Kowicki rant to uh use my favorite two words breaking news uh-oh uh-oh we'll give you we'll give you a chance here before we go to break what's, yes what's the breaking news harrison Rhodes is back in the 51 car this weekend for rick ware racing at martinsville now there's another driver is he doing double duty then i uh, is he running because no. isn't he doing 
No. No, no, no that's wrong that's, week. Yeah, that's wrong next week. week. Yeah, I was yeah, wrong week. <laughs> We're not there yet. There's no yeah. Xfinity cars this Darn week. Darn it. Harrison's another driver from High Point, yes. North Carolina. Yep. Born and bred. That's, it's, that's Cust- another example. Yep. Custom Aircraft Cabinet's going to be the sponsor on that car this weekend. Good for Harrison. That's great news, and we'll look forward to seeing him in the 51 on Sunday. With that, we step aside. When we come back, we continue with the Stock Car Show presented by our good friends at HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You're listening to the show exclusively on the Performance Motorsports Network. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'll come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, is a lung disease that robs people of their ability to breathe. As many as 24 million Americans suffer from COPD, also known as chronic bronchitis or emphysema, and half of them don't know they have the disease. If you or someone you love is over 35 and has smoked more than 100 cigarettes in their lifetime, visit driveforcopd.org and take the screener, then take that to your doctor. I'm Jeff Stoltz. 
and I drive for COPD. Hi, this is Austin Terrio, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Dear NASCAR team owners in all three series, will somebody please give Austin Terrio a full-time ride? Thank you very much. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show. Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman, Cisco Scaramuza, Chris Burdock, and our special in-studio guest, Rod Wortham from Race Face Brand Development. I love Race how you're Face acting TV. like Cisco's not in studio. Well, but Cisco's one of our normal hosts. I know. Rod is our special in-studio guest because he's not always here. You see how that works? Yeah, but the way he's he said it He's more special like, than I am. Come on. No, I, I was fussing at the way he said it, but oh, just Can, can I on. go on, please? Yes. Behind the glass, we have Bill Holt from the Carolina School of Broadcasting because we know you want to know who's punching all the buttons and, and throwing is about stuff to throw at something at Jacob. Uh, as we continue with the stock car show tonight, we just we're kind of free-forming it because, honestly, the Newswire a little bit uh, bereft of – Big news items, at least in the NASCAR 3 Series this week. But I think I want to just look forward a little bit to the Truck Series race at Martinsville because you've got some different drivers in that one. And uh, we've, we are uh, going to hear from Reed Wilson later on, who's going to be racing for Young's Motorsports, his first start in the series. Um, we've got a young man out of North Carolina named Tyler Matthews, who is going to be competing Rod, with MDM Motorsports in the 99 Chevrolet this weekend. Popeye's the main sponsor on that truck. And this is kind of interesting because 2017 Carteret Speedway Track Champion, 2016 North Carolina State NASCAR Wheel and All-American Series Rookie of the Year, he's going to have a stout piece in that 99 truck. Going to be interesting to see how he steps into those shoes, so to speak. Yeah, kind of maybe a tough place for him to to get his feet wet at, but the, the equipment you can you can take that to the bank. It'll be strong. It'll be strong. Yeah, it's funny. He's run the late model at Martinsville there, and he said that uh, the toughest thing for him to think about is the fact that with the truck, you got to take care of the brakes a lot more than you do mm-hmm. with uh, the late model at Martinsville. And you know, we we talk about breaks at martinsville jacob and i think i mean aside from the four wheels and the motor itself i think the brakes are about the most important component on the race car when you go to that track amen and you use a lot of them sure do especially during a 500 lap monster energy nascar cup series race which hopefully we'll see on sunday if it doesn't snow I can't believe I'm saying snow that at the end of snow. March. Well, the yeah. snow should keep the brakes cooled off a little bit. I yeah. was ready to make that point, Rod. Yeah, the, the temperatures are going to be such I'm not 100% sure that we're going to have to worry quite as much about brake heat as we would normally. Cause Put chains on the No, no, just run Wranglers instead of Eagles. Run Wranglers, there you go. You'd be all set. I heard they were putting defrosters in today. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got, we'll have the snow titans. We'll see how that works out. It's yeah, going to be... Uh, 
It's going to be very, very interesting this weekend weather-wise. But back to the truck series for a minute. Uh, Alpha Energy Services 250, Jacob. And uh, Ben Rhodes' dad, that's kind of his business. So how much incentive does Ben have to go kick everybody's butt this weekend? Well, if it's Alpha Energy Services, I don't know what incentive he's got. Alpha Energy Solutions, Solutions on sorry. the other I hand. I said services. My it's bad. Okay. I'm getting old. It happens. I, I, I'm joking with you because this is what we do. So Yes. Uh, ben has a lot of incentive, and you know what? He doesn't have a lot of pressure because he's already got the win from last year at Las Vegas. He knows how to win, and Ben's a short track kid. He's going to be fine, and I honestly believe that Thor Sports Association with Ford and everything, Cisco, that they've got going on right now, there's a lot of positives. Ben has had trucks capable of winning in two of the first three races of the year, and I firmly believe that as he said in his pre-race advance, if you stay out of the the chaos at Martinsville, you usually have a shot. If he can stay clear of the chaos, I believe Ben Rhodes will have a shot to win that race. He will have a shot, but he's not going to win because Myatt Snyder's going to win. Really? You're picking his teammates? Okay. Yes. Because, the, well, we know Thor Sport's good there. Matt Crafton's won several times at Martinsville. so we Twice, know. as a matter of fact. Yes. So we know that team's going to be good, but I I like Myatt in this scenario. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Why? I, I think we're getting to the point where he needs to he needs to step up to the plate, and this is the perfect track to do it. Myatt's See, three races yeah, into I, his I first full-time season. Yes, we forget, but, we forget, yes, he had a handful of races with KBM last year, but Myatt's still basically a rookie. He's never yeah. run full-time before. He's run the late model there, but I, yeah, I don't he think he's – I would. You don't, I don't think? think he's quite ready. Okay. No, I don't believe he's quite ready yet. He'll be up there, though. Murdoch, one veteran who has shown in the past that he can win at Martinsville. Timothy Peter is going to get a shot in the – 92 truck i like this combination that truck can run up front and timothy peters is a good shoe that i think might surprise a lot of people this weekend at martinsville yeah he could definitely be an underdog like you mentioned that 92 truck can definitely get up and go sometimes and with the caliber of driver that he will be i would definitely look forward to him running towards the the middle to up front basically because he 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 can he can do some work at Martinsville and I'm I'm going to be excited to see him running that truck around there. Let's remind ourselves, by the way, that Timothy Peters is one of the hometown yes. drivers. Yeah, and he just got back from Tri County two weeks ago. Yes, he did. He's been running some late model stuff of late uh, and doing very well yes. in Cisco in the late model away from the truck series. But I love the pairing of Timothy Peters with the Benton 92 truck. Ricky Benton is a scrappy kind of team owner. They're not afraid to get down and get their hands in the middle of this, and they are a team that performs well on short tracks. They're a blue-collar, grassroots-style team that just goes out to get it done. And I don't know, honestly, how much of an upset it would be for me from a team standpoint, yes, God bless Ricky Benton if they win that race. From a driver's standpoint, I honestly can't say I would be very shocked if Timothy Peters ended up in victory lane on Saturday afternoon solely because of the fact he's always strong at Martinsville and especially in this new era with the spec motors and everything. Power's not really going to make that much of a difference at this racetrack. It's just not. 
No, I agree. Going to be very uh, interesting to watch Timothy run. And I think, again, I believe he's got the chance to run top five, top ten with that truck at Martinsville for sure. Okay, we've got a couple of minutes left in this segment. I'm going to turn to Rod Wortham here because Rod, uh, of course, uh, Race Face Brand Development is his company. And also Race Face TV, which does uh, a series of TV shows that feature younger drivers. But I want to talk to you for a second about Race Face Telmed, Rod, because Race Face Telmed, telemedicine is, of course, catching on big time. And I had uh, a positive experience with it myself a few weeks ago when I was getting sick with the flu. Um, Talk a little bit about Race Face Telmed, because this is a great deal for racers. Well, Race Face Telmed actually gives, um, especially the younger kids that are traveling all over the country, whether they're quarter midget racing or they're legend racing or running go-karts, once they get out of their networks or away from their hometowns, you know, talking to parents over the last couple of years, it's kind of like, well, they only get sick on Friday about 5 o'clock as yeah. soon as we hit the road. And, you know, five we, in spent, the morning. we spent a few thousand dollars to go to this race, and they're in the back seat coughing and stuff like this. So what telemedicine does, and it is the future of our healthcare time. I agree. I, mean, I, can, yeah. I can guarantee you that. Um, it allows the person that is on that program to have access to a doctor 24-7, 365 days of the year, no matter where they're located at. And the great thing about it is we started with this program about five years ago before telemedicine was actually big. And what we did not do is we were grandfathered in on the lower pricing. So this was not about looking at another business model to say, hey, let's make some money here. But let's look at it to say that we can actually give something to the racing community that they really need. So for $19.95 a month, you cover up to five people in your family for that $19.95. And it gives them access to all kinds of different benefits, uh, Teladoc being one of those, to where you know, if you call in, you're sick. And within you know 10 minutes, a certified a board-certified doctor is going to call you back. And they can even call in a local prescription for you. So these racers that were out on the road, if, if it was a Saturday or, like you said, you know, after 5 o'clock on Friday, their, their only shots were to go to an ER or to a urgent care. Yeah. Center. And, you know, when you walk in there, then that's where the really sick people are. So if you wasn't sick when you went in, you were definitely sick when you <laughs> left. worse when you came out. But there's out. other programs in there like dental and vision and prescriptions, and it's just a great program. And we're proud to be able to put the race face name on that and be able to kind of roll that out. Um, to the racing community. So we're really excited about it this year. Race face Telmed. We're going to talk more about that on the other side of the break. And we'll talk with Rod a little bit about uh, race face TV and race face brand development as well. And of course we've got Reed Wilson coming up, Thad Moffat coming up, Kyle Souza coming up a very busy rest of the show here. Don't go anywhere. We got a lot to talk about around the turn. You're listening to the stock car show. From Race City, USA, Mooresville, North Carolina, presented by HMS Motorsport on the Performance Motorsport Network. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, 
it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High School Driver's Ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 this is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children name one of the leading killers of u.s children age 1 to 13 what's the best way to protect children in a car crash At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Ben Rhodes, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. Every time I hear that piano riff from Bad Bad Leroy Brown, I can't get it out of my head for two days after the show. Good old Jim Croce. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show. Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman, Chris Murdoch, Cisco Scaramuza, and Rod Wortham in the studio with, along with our producer, Bill Holt, from the Carolina School of Broadcasting. We're going to be hearing from Reed Wilson a little later, along with Thad Moffitt, and uh, we're also going to hear from Kyle Souza, NASCAR wheeling modified tour home tracks pr guru who's going to talk to us about uh, the race that uh, was run last week in myrtle beach and of course myrtle beach the site this weekend of the big cars tour race so we'll try to get to that some conversation about that before the show's over as well but Oh, we got Rod Wortham in the studio with us from Race Face Brand Development, Race Face TV, Race Face Telmed, the Race Face brand expanding all the while. And talk a little bit about uh, Race Face Brand Development first, Rod. You created this about a year ago, and you had a very definitive kind of vision and purpose in mind for doing so. Well, Race Face Brand Development kind of spun off a of Race Face TV where we just we said, look, let's have a little bit of fun. Let's give some younger drivers the opportunity um, to do a couple things. Number one, to get out in front of the public. Yep. Uh, to give them some practice, you know. And um, <clears throat> what, we, what we saw very quickly was there was a need in today's racing world for these younger drivers to start building a fan base, to start getting the marketing um, things in place that yep. they need. Uh, to be able to, again, to be able to go out and, and start to try to help attract those sponsors. 
because in the, you know we all know the sports change now without sponsors you're you're not going anywhere and um I would say, you know, not trying to pat ourselves on the back or anything. We did a pretty good job our first year. We've yeah. got we've got a stout field of um, of young drivers out there right now. You know, we've got we've got Ryan Vargas that's running in the K and N series. We have Anthony Alfredo running K and N. Sheldon Creed in um, the ARCA series, and then we've got Adam Lemke, which is out west yep. running in the RPM Mortgage Pro Late Model series. Yep, and then we got Jesse Love. Yep. That's, uh, that's you know, the junior late model champion, triple crown winner in the USAC Western HPD Midget Series last year. And then I think the one that's kind of s- surprising everybody this year so far is Sam Mayer. Yes. And Sam did great during speed weeks. And, you know, now he's he's already shown that he can be very, very competitive in the Cars Tour. So we've got a, we've got a good, good group of young drivers together. They're all very humble. They're very focused. And uh, we, we look, we're really excited about where these guys could be four or five years from now. Yeah, it is very exciting. And honestly, we we had we've had Ryan on several times this year. Just again, the, since he's been over here, it's kind of easy just to bring him in and put him on anytime we want some energy. It's like hey, he Ryan, likes talking. He, about does it. Yeah, he does too. He loves to, and, and it's not. Again, when he, when he comes on, it's not just talking to Ryan about Ryan. He just loves talking about racing. Absolutely. And he's pretty excited right now because he's going to be hitting Langley Speedway, uh, I think, t- either next week or the following week. I can't remember which uh, to run the uh, late model for Rev Racing for the first time. And then I think he goes from there. I can't remember. There's another race right after that. South Boston, I think. No, back to Langley. Is it back to yeah. Langley? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Two weeks in a row. Langley, right. you're right. Yep. Um, before he goes and gets back in the K&N and goes to uh, <clears throat> Bristol. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the jungle, baby. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we talked about that a little bit today. Yeah, I mean, so. you know, it's it, it. these guys are very polished. They're They're very good on camera or you know with a with a microphone and uh, you know that's really i think race face as a program is very very interesting the way that you've got the combination of the social media and all of that going branding is so much more than just being able to talk well it's something that they're that they've recognized that you got to have and what i what i saw in the sport was i saw some of the best drivers sitting at home watching drivers race that they were, they knew they were better than they were, but because they didn't establish a brand because they didn't establish themselves, a fan base and everything, they weren't able to be able to attract that sponsorship. And, you know, sooner or later, mom and dad's money kind of runs out and then you've got to lean on that a little bit. So um, that's what we're trying to do. We just launched race face next. Uh, Got a, got a uh, next class that's coming out, starting off with, uh, with Colby and Justice Sokol, two of the top young quarter midget racers in the country from out of Colorado. I mean, these two kids are awesome. And um, we're, we're, we're having a lot of fun, and, and I'm really enjoying what we're doing. And I feel like that we're going to make a difference. You know, we get two, three years down the road. And what's interesting is you talk about the polish that these drivers have. Interesting story. Fast Pasta, Anthony Alfredo, was the first driver I ever interviewed in an official capacity, and he was able to recognize that and was able to help me and kind of work with me along to do a really cool interview. So that you talk about the polish, that's that's what we're dealing with. Yeah, Anthony is – and let me tell you what, Anthony is one marketable driver. And, you know, and here's a great thing about them. I mean, Ryan, today we got the big go-kart, the WKAs yep. out at GoPro Motorplex, and Ryan came out there today to be able to just walk around and – 
and meet some of the younger kids. Anthony's coming out there tomorrow. Um, just we talk about personalities. I mean, just the the six drivers oh, yeah. that we've got are different in personality. You throw Sheldon Creed in there, and now all of a sudden it's uh, yeah, it's, it's a it's a wild and crazy group. But but they all are are very focused and and um, like I said, they're they're a good bunch of young kids. Yeah, I had we had actually one week we had Anthony and Ryan on the show, and we did uh, we played a little game of of basically history, motorsports history, and who could you know who could guess. The, the the name that driver basically is what it was. Anthony sucked. Yeah, he needs, <laughs> he needs yeah. to read Ryan more coffee was table all books. over it. I couldn't believe it. It's like wow. And and Anthony, of course, Anthony will tell you that Ryan got all the easy questions. But you know, they had a lot of fun. It was neat. It's just neat to get the drivers interacting like that. And you know, I've worked I worked with Anthony a couple of years ago when he won the Southeast Limited Late Model Championship, and he was polished back then. I mean, Anthony's one of those. Very mature young man who's now what eighteen I think or nineteen, and um, he's ready, man. He's he's ready in every way to to advance up the ladder. It's just a matter of seat time before Anthony gets there. I'm sure. Yeah, it is, and I, I think his his stint with Junior Motorsports last year was really sure good was. with him. Yeah. He learned a ton from Josh Berry. There's no doubt about that. And I mean, that, those two battled right down to the last race of the year. Yeah. So to be able to come in and say that. You know, I, I ran with the best out here um, as far as Josh is concerned, again, in my opinion, in that um, I think Anthony's got a, a, a big future in front of him because from the marketing standpoint, he's strong. Well, yeah, for, for sure. I think that's, you know, you've, you've got a good group of drivers there, and it, it certainly is a pleasure to work with uh, racers like that and their families but you've also got Race Face TV, and I want to talk a little more about that because obviously that is still very much ongoing, and you're now not just doing one show a week like we started off doing together. You're doing sometimes a show or multiple shows a day. Talk about where people can, can catch Race Face TV and uh, what that's about at this point. Well, Race Face TV is always available on, on Facebook. We, 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 uh, we play it there. It's on YouTube. And then, we, as you know, we are completely restructuring RacefaceTV.com. Um, you'll see something new there coming out at the first of the year. And we're expanding that. Uh, we, we do know that viewers today, especially from a video standpoint, they would rather see more episodes and shorter. So when we first started off, it was a 30-minute ep- yep. show all the time. Now we've kind of cut it down um, 7 to 15 minutes, depending on what kind of news that we've got uh, to fill. And uh, we're, we're doing a couple of different things. We're, we're still using Race Face TV to go out and get young drivers. They don't have to be a Race Face brand development driver to be on the show. And then we have our Race Face driver updates, which are our drivers that right. we update. And then starting the first of next month, we're going to be doing a show for uh, the WKA and giving some of those giving some of those young go-kart racers the chance to kind of get their name out there. And uh, we're working with another organization that hopefully by the end of the month we'll be able to announce make that announcement, too. So a lot of cool things going on with Race Face TV. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, it's a it's an opportunity to really make a difference, I think for a lot of younger racers who desperately need the same type of stage. And we do a lot of that here as well, as you know, on the radio side. Um, 
the same type of stage that the bigger guys get. You've got to get them in front of an audience. That's that's what helps them to develop their their craft as far as the media and the marketing side, but it also makes them more marketable. And I think that I think the fans. I mean, truthfully, I think they're hungry for that. Yeah. I think they're tired of getting to to a whether it be an Xfinity race or even a truck race and going. I don't even know who half the field is. Right. And that's because they these younger drivers never were given a platform right. to be able to go out there and be able to push their name out. And uh, so that's what we're trying to do. And I know, Tom, you guys do a great job with that here, too. Well, thank so, you. Uh, we, we enjoy working together. And I yeah, think as, as the year goes on, you know, we're, we'll probably work more together. Which we would look forward to. We've got a, a minute or two here. Uh, can you give us just a couple, maybe three, two, three bullet points on – if, if if I'm a race team or a race racing family with young racers and I want to be successful at getting to the top, getting sponsors, that kind of thing, can you give us a couple of quick bullet points of things we must do? Well, I think the first thing that a lot of people have, I call it a blueprint. A lot of families out there, they don't have a plan. They're just they're just kind of shooting from the hip week to week and even year to year. I think you gotta you gotta put a plan together. I think you have to build a fan base. And I know that, again, you may think that's tough to do if you're just running at local tracks. But social media is something that years ago wasn't available. Now you can take social media and you can expand your fan base all across the country. And that's what sponsors are going to look for. So the one thing that I always tell a parent is, when opportunity knocks, are you ready? Right. And if you're not ready... And you don't have, if you've not been doing the right things by, you know, getting out even with little sponsors, I don't care if it's a car dealership or a body shop or a little local market, if you're not out doing autograph sessions for them, if you don't have a website, if you don't have hero cards, if you don't have all of that marketing collateral that it takes, then when that sponsor does knock on your door, more than likely you're not going to be able to close the deal. Exactly. So you've got to look the part if you want someone to write the check. Absolutely. With that, we're going to step aside much more of the Stock Car Show. In fact, another whole hour coming up around the turn. Kyle Sousa going to join us to talk modified racing, one of my favorite subjects, in fact. When we come back, you're listening to the Stock Car Show on The Voice of Motorsports, the Performance Motorsports Network. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. (laughs) My mommy. 
these tragedies before they happen don't drink and drive the performance motorsports network is a compilation of shows about motorsports from technical to controversial to just fun everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel the performance motorsports network tell your friends about it hi i'm reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication, but it's those tough choices that helped me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. It's time to catch up on the latest from the New England racing scene. On the Stock Car Show, here's Tom Baker with Kyle Souza. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show, presented by our good friends at HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman, and company with you this evening here on PMN. And, of course, we've got Bill from the Carolina School of Broadcasting behind the glass, punching all the right buttons. Time to talk New England Motorsports with Kyle Souza, who is our New England Motorsports correspondent, also a scribe for Area Auto Racing News and uh, NASCAR Home Tracks, where he covers the Wheel and Modified Tour. And that, Kyle Souza, is the subject of this New England Motorsports report, even though the New England Motorsports report had to go well south to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, to uh, have a wheel and modified tour race last weekend. How about John McKennedy getting it done for Tommy Baldwin Jr.? I love seeing that 7NY back in victory lane. Yeah, you know, when Tommy Baldwin decided he was going to go back uh, NASCAR wheel and modified tour racing at the start of last year, that was kind of one of the things that we looked at as a major storyline. Obviously, along with Doug Kobe who at that point had won three straight titles. He's now won four straight titles. That 7NY last year with Donnie Leah uh, behind the wheel, they had some success, but they really had a lot of bad luck last year. Tom destroying a lot of race cars. And really, so far, a perfect pairing between McKennedy and Baldwin. They've run in four races together. The first one they ever ran together was at New Smyrna for Speed Weeks. They won it. The second one that they ran together at New Smyrna, they were crashed out, which ended their week. The third one, Saturday's NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour race that they went to Victory Lane in. And then Sunday, they followed that up with a trip to Caraway Speedway down where you are to take down the victory there in the Southern Modified Racing Series event. So this has kind of been a perfect pairing. Uh, and again, I really agree. Really great to see Tommy Baldwin, one of those grassroots racers that's gone cup racing as, on the owner's level and crew chief level to come back and run back with his modified roots. Yeah, no doubt. This was a superb race for him and a very competitive one at that had a lot of drama a lot of lead changes some real surprises at the front of the field Gary Putnam being among them I mean you know this really is uh the type of situation where you would say you know what I think winning a race in John McKennedy's situation even though he can't follow the tour you know, you'd have to say that winning this particular race was a great deal for him because he had to work very hard to get it. And there were a lot of, like I said, comers and goers at the front of the field. 
Yeah, and this is one of the races that we kind of looked at when the schedule came out. Again, the second time we're back at Myrtle Beach for the second straight year. This was really the race that we looked at that there was a lot of unknowns. Obviously, uh, New Hampshire and Bristol bring that modified to a lot of unknowns just because of the wild card type tracks that they are. But the big deal for Myrtle Beach is the tire strategy, the tire conservation, and how how easy you really have to be on the car if you want to be there at the end of the race on tires. And, you know, Tom, another interesting fact that came into that race was the fact that you could only take one tire that was new per pit stop. So we had guys coming right. in for just one tire on the left rear, going back out, coming back in another caution, putting one on the right front, uh, et cetera. And then we had a couple guys towards the end, including McKennedy and Hirschman, that put two tires on at the same caution flag because they pitted for one Drove around, came right back down pit road and put another one on. And I think uh, in the end that may have helped McKennedy. But uh, talking to John after the race, I've talked to him a lot of a lot of different times now since he decided that he was going to get in that 7NY. He said, that the, again, this is one of the things he had on his bucket list. You know, you're familiar with the Super Modifies. He's been successful on that uh, the last couple of years winning the championship in 2017. And this was kind of the last thing for him to knock off his bucket list. And that's how I... I headlined the story after the race. This was really that last thing for him to say, I did it, I've done it, and now I guess, I mean, I know they're not planning on running the full schedule, but I mean, I don't know about you, but I think it's hard to go against them if they're going to run the full schedule, that they may be championship contenders. Well, I agree with you. I think they absolutely may be championship contenders, and I guess the question becomes, you can run for the owner's championship, but from what I understand, John McKennedy actually has some commitments still on the isma super modified tour to attend to this year during the season so he may not be able to run all the tour races so i guess the question would be uh they can certainly run for the owner's championship if that's what they want to do but tommy baldwin also has some commitments obviously still uh on the nascar monster energy cup series tour so i'm not really too sure how that would work for them but it would be great if they could figure a way to work it out well, so here's the funny thing. You know, I guess they say this all the time, but somebody who wins the opener, it's hard to imagine that they're not going to be at the second race, right? Yeah. And they had they had planned to not be at Thompson uh, for that second race. They handpicked their races, which was about eight of them, so about half the schedule, right. uh, simply because you're right. John's got some Isma races he's going to run, and Tommy's still got some commitments uh, in the Monster Energy Cup Series and possibly some commitments in the Xfinity and the Truck Series from what I'm understanding. So, I mean, at this point, sure, it's going to be difficult for them to run the full schedule. McKennedy told me he's going to do everything he can to put something together to go to Thompson. He's got his own car. Uh, He doesn't have a spec motor, so maybe he could borrow borrow Tommy's and and run his own car at Thompson, uh, or maybe Baldwin will give him the car. And I think those Isman Super Modified commitments, uh, something tells me he could get out of those once in a while if he was going to be in contention for a tour championship. Uh, the, the side of this that's going to be interesting, though, we could see what Ryan Priest did last year coming to play again. Somebody that misses a race or two, if they end up putting together most of the schedule, can they be a factor for the championship in the owner's points? Even if they miss a race or two with their cars, can can somebody else put the seven on their car and just get some points? It's going to be interesting as we get down the stretch run of the season. Yeah, it definitely will. And of course, you know, I feel like we could see 
uh, you know, some of these other drivers step up too. We had Gary Putnam run up in the front of the field for a little while. And of course, uh, Burt Myers, the old Southern gentleman, uh, getting up there as well. And you had Doug Kobe up front at one point. I mean, we had almost 30 cars or did we hit 30, uh, Kyle? It was a good, strong field there. And I just feel like this is a great harbinger for what could be an ultra competitive modified tour season. Yeah, it was so 30 cars entered, 27 showed up on the property there at the half mile on Saturday. Great field of cars, as you mentioned, a lot of uh, actually a much bigger southern contingent than I expected. And I'm learning over the last week that it looks like Kyle Bonsignor is going to run the majority, if not all, of the NASCAR Wheel of Modified wow. Tour races this season. So adding uh, adding a more of a southern presence uh, to that tour, you saw Justin Bonsignor, for those of you who follow him on social media, post earlier this week that uh, he's expecting Kyle to be a contender right off the truck at a lot of the races, and he was on Saturday. You mentioned Gary Putnam. He was one of those guys that, that played an interesting strategy coming in early in the race and taking a tire and blasting through the field to the lead while some other guys were out there on old tires. So a good run for him as well. Uh, and then some of the veterans of the tour back for another year, Jamie Tomano, Wade Cole, guys like that. Uh, you know what, Donald, you mentioned Doug Kobe. We were sitting here for basically one year ago this week wondering what was going to happen to Doug Kobe because he finished 13th at Myrtle Beach. Well, guess what? He finished 14th at Myrtle Beach this year. So uh, those naysayers are probably going to start jumping off the bandwagon again and uh, see what he can do as the season gets underway. Here's my take on that. If you look t- forward to the end of the season, I think it was the two crew who was holding uh, all the big trophies and the prize money and everything else for the championship. So, you know, I, uh, for me, if you're going to be a naysayer at this point after seeing how he recovered throughout the season and, and what he went through to get that title, uh, I think we can very easily say that it doesn't matter what Doug Kobe did at Myrtle Beach. He's going to be a contender through the rest of the season and certainly will be there when it comes to the championship. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, you know, I think that opener at Myrtle Beach is again one of those wild cards that nobody really knows about going forward. So uh, I think going towards the next race, obviously we've got a couple of weeks before we hit the icebreaker at Thompson Speedway, but uh, that's going to be one of the storylines to follow again this year. Is Doug Kobe and that team can they put something together and come from behind again? Because I know it's only race one, but they are behind by fifteen or sixteen points already. So uh, we'll see what happens as we get going. Timmy Salomito, Tom, all. Again, off to a rough start, uh, much like Kobe. Salomito won that race last year. This time he finished outside the top 10. And one other quick note about drivers on the Wheel Modified Tour. Hats off to Johnson Bonsignor and his team, Tom. They unloaded with a brand-new LFR chassis. The first time it had been on the track for them with that car, the first time they had even driven an LFR car, and the first time with his new crew chief, Ryan Stone. So what a run for them. Top five and leading laps right out of the gate. That team, something tells me, is going to be in contention for wins this year. They didn't win last year. Uh, I'm really expecting them to get back to the top. And if it was me, I'd say there's a good chance they get back to the top in a couple weeks when we hit Thompson. Well, I was going to ask you about that because that's my feeling, too. And, of course, there's never been any shortage of uh, ability with the LFR cars. Uh, we know that, that the majority of the top drivers who have switched over to that particular chassis, when they jump in it, it's pretty much uh, success right out of the gate. Right. And that and that's the main thing uh, that Doug Kobe experienced as well. When he got that LFR chassis a couple of years ago, he was really successful in the first couple of years. Of course, he won seven 
I think there were 16 races or 17 races the year that he won seven of them. So he won nearly half of the races on a NASCAR touring series. And I know people say that's Doug Kobe, but that is not easy to do with the caliber of competition uh, that that tour has. You know, looking forward, Thompson and then Stafford in April uh, and then May right now, an empty month. So that's going to be interesting to see how those guys react to a month off. No competition throughout the month of May. While a lot of the other New England tracks get going and get off the ground running, the Wheel of Modified Tour will sit down uh, and take a little bit of a, a midseason break, even though it's only three races in. That whole month off uh, could give guys a chance to rebound, get their stuff together, and get back to the track fast. Or it could kill somebody's momentum, uh, which we know momentum is obviously an important part of racing. Yeah, for sure. Momentum is definitely a big part of it. And right now, you know, a lot of the momentum coming out of there is John McKennedy. But, you know, again, I'm not too worried about uh, Kobe or anyone else, really, who might not have had the run they wanted to at Myrtle Beach because we've got a long modified tour season yet to go. And, you know, I, we saw what Kobe was able to recover from last year. So I would look and certainly believe that Doug Kobe and, you know, like I said, anyone else who didn't have the run they wanted to, Timmy Salamito, they're all going to have their tracks and their times to to get up in the front I would just like to see McKennedy find a way to run this entire tour and uh, see if he can contend for the championship yeah I I think it's possible Uh, I know there's a lot of people right now saying you know he's got commitments Baldwin's got commitments but I don't know something tells me that those guys are going to be in contention for the championship uh, when we get down to the end of the season I know it's not going to be easy for them to pull off it's probably not something that uh, they were originally interested in doing but i i really tom i really really think at this point that uh they're going to be in contention for the championship they're going to be right there when the season comes to a close at thompson in the fall and with the way he rolled off the truck at new smyrna and off the truck uh last saturday at myrtle beach i really find it hard to believe that they're not going to be in contention even if they don't run all of the races they're going to be in contention for the win at almost all of the tracks that they run this year uh if you missed it earlier this week tom i posted a Feature on NASCARHomeTracks.com. You can read that. Talks about Tommy Baldwin returning to his roots and some comments from him after the race. Really excited uh, to see that happen at Myrtle Beach on Saturday. Really one of those grassroots guys that are back on the modified tour. Uh, I know he's got some cup commitments, but his heart lies in that modified tour. And for him, uh, it's everything he could have hoped for, I guess, in race one to go back to victory lane. No doubt. Well, uh, we certainly look forward to seeing what develops as we move forward. We'll start talking more about the Thompson Icebreaker because that's obviously one of the preeminent modified tour races in the Northeast. So we'll catch up on that next time. Kyle Souza, thanks for your time today. We certainly appreciate you being on. And we will be back with more of the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. Right after this on PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? 
Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, I'm Brandon McReynolds, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show, presented by the fine folks at HMS Motorsport, the unquestioned leaders in motorsport safety. Visit them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com or at either one of their two locations, one in Danvers, Massachusetts, or the other one right here in Mooresville, North Carolina. We continue with the second hour of the Stock Car Show. My name is Tom Baker. I have Jacob, Su- uh, Jacob Souza. Jacob Seelman. Wow, that would be an interesting... Uh, if we combine Jacob Seelman with Kyle... No, that, that would just be scary. Yeah. Jacob Seelman to my right. To my left, Cisco Scaramuza. Across from me at the table is Rod Wortham from Race Face Brand Development and Race Face TV. That was really an interesting slip there. Uh, and, of course, we just heard from Kyle Souza talking about um, the New England motorsport scene and the Wheel and Modified Tour. And, boy, I'll tell you what. The uh, Wheel and Tour this year, if you're not ready for an exciting um, if you're not ready for an exciting tour, boy, you better be, because when we get to Thompson for the icebreaker in a few weeks, it's going to be on like Donkey Kong, especially if we can keep somehow keep uh, McKennedy involved in that for the rest of the season and get the seven and Y to as many races as possible. This is going to be a very interesting year on the wheel and modified tour while we um, while we have a moment here. So, oh, all right, Cisco, you're looking yeah, at me I have, like I have something to say. Well, I have something to say because one of the drivers we're going to be hearing from a little bit has run 
in what was previously the <clears throat> X1R Pro Cup Series, which is now the Cars Tour, and the Cars Tour is going to be running this weekend, which is why I'm down here in the first place, so we can talk a little bit about that. Well, we can if you want. That's fine. Cars Tour going to be running at Myrtle Beach, race number two on their schedule, and of course you're referring to Reed Wilson. Um, Reed going to be uh, running in that particular series. We're actually going to be hearing from him in the next segment, I want to stay on track here just for a bit in this segment because, See, Jacob, you had – you can speak English. It's okay, but but I'm sure our Spanish-speaking friends would appreciate okay. that. Jake, That's Jacob, universal you, Spanish. You had a chance to uh, talk with Thad Moffat at Myrtle Beach last weekend, yes. the late models and companion with the um, – Tour I was going to say, we, we should explain this a little bit. The NASCAR Wheel and All-American Series late models were the undercard event to the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. Ran a 75-lap main event, and Thad Moffat, the grandson of the King Richard Petty, was running as high as second in that race yeah. before the rear suspension and other various parts in the rear end of his number 46. Vacated the vehicle? Exploded? Yeah. Actually, I like Cisco's description better because it just blew out Exploded. the bottom and it was, ba- it was bad. Yeah. Boom Thad, confetti. Yes. Just not the good kind of confetti. Yes. Not at all. But Thad showing a lot of promise and Thad also had a big announcement last week that, as you mentioned, Tom, I got a chance to talk to him about that involves some ARCA races. I'm not going to spoil the surprise. I'll let Bill hit the button, and Thad can tell us about the surprise. We found a Moffat who needs to get back in our building at some point, Thad. We're, 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 we keep harassing him about that. However, he has news. You have three ARCA races, and you have a renewal with Performance Plus for those three races, starting at Nashville here in about two weeks. I know you're really pumped up about this deal, and I know it's always great to pull somebody like Performance Plus back on board. Uh, yeah, we're really excited to have him back on board this year. Um, it's just a good deal that we have with them. I'm excited for them to be on board and on our car that looks great again this year. And my Empire Racing boys are working hard in the shop to get our car ready for Nashville. We're planning to test next week and then be back there April 7th ready to get the checkered flag. You had so much bad luck in the two races you made last year. You had so much speed, but nothing went right. How good does it feel to have a few more of these for sure this year and know that you've got a couple more shots to try and go out there and, uh, I don't want to say make up for what went wrong last year, but really get the, the result you guys deserved? Uh, yeah, so we showed some speed last year in practice and in qualifying, but never could show it in the race. Uh, we're hoping this year, well, we're going to make a we're going to make a statement at Nashville and um, hopefully carry that momentum over to Pocono and then over into Indy as of right now in um, September. Poconos, as Justin Haley put it to me the very first time he ever ran an ARCA car at Pocono, he says, that track scares me. And I don't think you've even been on a big track before. It's all been short track stuff for you. Have you even mentally prepared yourself for that yet? Have you started thinking about what that's going to be like the first time you get out there in June? Um, as a race car driver, there's there's nothing that should scare you when you're in the cockpit uh, unless something goes wrong with the car. I don't think that speed has uh, ever been an issue that scares me. It's um, more for mine. I need to figure out how to run the bigger tracks, figure out how to work the air, figure out um, some 
pointers and lifting points and stuff like that from other drivers and I have some pretty good other drivers in my family that I could probably talk to about that. <laughs> just a uh, few. Yeah. But um, yeah, just figuring out how to run and how to manipulate the air and how to get the car to work on those bigger, bigger tracks. For you, the goal is to win this year. I know that. You guys had the speed, but this field this year is not easy. What's it going to take to try and put it all together? Uh, well, we have to execute everywhere. We have to execute starting in the shop, putting the cars together. We have to execute on pit road. We have to execute in practice, and then I have to do my job and then just wheel the car the best I can throughout the whole 200 laps or however many, ra- however many laps the race is. And um, it's just all about how we prepare ourselves that going into the weekend because I got a strong team behind me and I know they can do it and then they believe in me and we're clicking on all eight right now and I think we got a lot of momentum going into this season you know it's uh, kind of interesting first of all for those who are listening who don't know the pretty good drivers in my family that Thad was referring to Richard and Kyle Petty yeah, just yeah. a little. Yeah, Thad, the grandson of NASCAR's king. And again, an, another example of a young racer who really didn't even start racing anything until he was 15, running in the late model class and uh, has been making just slow and steady progress. He He's a, a driver that I think is, I don't, I don't want to say this the wrong way when I say he's He's a bit of a project. It's just that, again, when you have all these drivers he's competing against who have been racing since five or six years old and you yeah. didn't start till you're 15 and you're immediately sort of thrust into the big car world, it's kind of the old-fashioned way to do it. Um, and so Thad's been kind of just steadily gaining knowledge, gaining skill, gaining understanding, and has done a great job. He listens very well. He's very adaptable. And, you know, I think uh, you're going to see Thad just get better and better. The Arca Series is a great place for him to to be learning. It really is. And I won't give away any trade secrets, but I do know that they are working on talking to some additional companies and if they can get another deal or two in place that there are the possibility of more races to be added to those three that he's already got for this year. So my fingers are crossed. I want to see Thad. He's eligible to run 15 races this season with with the way his age and when he turns 18. He's eligible to run as many as 15. I'm hoping for the upper end of that for them. I, I think the track time would be great for Thad and he came so close on some of the short tracks last year to really having some good days. I mean, I believe he will get better and better, and I think that you will see the the petty in him start to shine a little bit the more track time he gets. For sure, yeah. Thad is definitely uh, definitely a, a fine young man, and, and you can tell uh, just by his personality and his character, you can tell he's uh, part of the petty lineage and he's going to be just fine. And it, it's good that he has the opportunity to sort of build as he uh, is able to and not have the pressure 
you know, they have to rush right up to the, the, the National Series. Uh, Arca, like I said, the perfect I don't place get, for yeah. him right now. I don't get the sense that he does feel pressured, no, honestly. That's what I'm saying. And, you know, given that you're part of the greater Petty family, you know, but Thad's been able to do it in a way that he's sort of flying just a little bit under the radar right now, which is, I think that's exactly the way he needs to do it. And uh, he's a lot of fun to interview and, and, and be around. So uh, we wish Thad the best as he continues his progress here in the Arca series. Good to see that he's going to be able to run some races again. And, you know, you look at the Arca series this year, kind of an interesting mix. More and more, it's a developmental series, but, you know, some different drivers at different places. I'm still waiting to see that Ken Schrader racing car up front, and I know it's going to get there. Well, I believe it's going to get there, too, and I believe Will Rogers is one of the right people to get it there. Will has an immense amount of talent. He showed that in the K&N car last year when he was able to go toe-to-toe with Kevin Harvick at Sonoma and then picked up a win later in the year in the East at New Jersey Motorsports Park, but he's no slouch on the ovals either. Will is a great young driver, and when he and that team start clicking, I think they're going to be really scary and really, really fun to watch. Will's aggressive, but he's also very calculated, much like Schrader in that yeah. in that regard, because Schrader was was always a thinker behind the wheel. Yeah, he really was. But at the same time, he had the ability to sort of just fly by the seat of his pants, too. And yeah. That's why he's always been so much fun to watch. We're going to step aside. When we come back, we'll hear from Reed Wilson. And we're going to talk more with Rod Wortham before the show's over and hear more. We want to get back and, and kind of preview the cars race a little more as well before we're done this evening. Stick around. Lots more to come on the Stock Car Show. You're listening to the show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety on the voice of motorsports, the Performance Motorsports Network. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette it's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. 
featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Cole Custer, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show, presented by HMS Motorsport here on the Performance Motorsports Network. Happy to be with you for another evening of Motorsports Conversation. Tom Baker, Chris Murdoch, Jacob Seelman, Cisco Scaramuza, Rod Wortham, and... We've got Bill behind the glass. Bill Holt from the Carolina School of Broadcasting. And is Chris still awake? Yeah, Chris is awake. He's he's just uh, he's sitting patiently waiting for opportunities to speak. I guess. Okay. Yeah. I just hadn't heard right. from him in a while. I thought maybe you I'm banished here. him to the corner. Or he's something. had his listening ears nope. on. Oh. We uh, we we have an opportunity to hear from Reed Wilson. Jacob, and again, another driver that you had a chance to interview. Indeed. Um, Reed is a driver we've watched since Bandoleros. Literally since the beginning. Yeah, and um, one of the more interesting personalities of the drivers who are coming up, um, he's getting his first truck start. Yes. This this weekend at Martinsville, and it's a great opportunity for him. Young's Motorsports has really kind of adopted him over the last few years. He's run a lot of K&M Pro E-Series for them um, over the last few years and is now getting an opportunity to make a truck start. Tyler Young's really put together a quality team and has done a lot with driver development in addition to the racing he's done himself. It seems like more and more he's uh, becoming an owner than a driver. Yes. But um, Reed has a good team around him, a good opportunity here, and you had a chance to talk with him at the unveiling of his truck uh, down in Huntersville here at uh, Burkdale, which, by the way, if you're ever in the uh, greater Charlotte area, Mooresville area, you want to just go see some a cool little village that's sort of a self-contained type deal, go to Burkdale Village in Huntersville. But you had a chance to get down there and check out the truck and talk a little bit about your conversation with Reed before we punch the button and hear some of it. To be clear, it happened at one of my favorite restaurants. I do not partake in the consumption of alcohol at said restaurant, but it is the Kilted Buffalo. I'm not kidding. That's really what yes. they Do call they it. have buffalo? No. Oh. That's the only bad part. <laughs> but 
I did get a chance to talk with Reed at the unveiling of the True North OEM 2 number 20 Chevrolet Silverado that he's going to be driving this weekend. Love the truck. If you go to 3 Wide Life's Instagram you, or Facebook page, for that matter, you can see photos of the truck from the unveiling the other night. It looks really, really good. Yeah, it really does. This was cool because... For Reed, it was an opportunity both to promote the Muscular Dystrophy Association, get a chance to catch up with some of the camp kids that he's worked with in the past, and unveil the truck and have a good time. And I had to chuckle a minute ago when you mentioned the adoption word, when you said that Young's Motorsports has pretty much adopted him, (laughs) because that's really what it looked like. Tyler Young playing dad slash babysitter and <laughs> I'm gonna use a di- I'm gonna use a direct quote from Tyler here Reed is definitely the entertainment yes he is hey uh Bill would you punch that button over there so he couldn't be bothered to come in the PMN building so we had to track him down when he's unveiling his truck yes I'm firing a shot at you Reed Wilson okay. it's okay but it, how, it, how? <laughs> all right okay it's okay it's okay though you got that beauty that you're gonna race at Martinsville this weekend so how how pumped are you I know seeing this is the culmination realization of about 8,000 childhood dreams all rolled into one this is an exciting moment Oh yeah, you know I I I posted something about a week ago, about ten years ago. I would have never ever dreamed. Uh, well, that that's all it was. It was just a dream um, that 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 this would happen. Um, you know, it's 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 just the first start. So we hopefully we got a long way to go from here. But uh, it's it's really cool. It's really cool that it all came together and it, it's all working out. But um, you know I. I I haven't I haven't been as excited as I thought as I thought I'd be. Not what? I, Reed Wilson not, not excited? Not that I'm not excited. It's just uh yeah, I I've, I've I've turned into one of those people that uh I, I guess I'll get excited after it happens. You know, I I got to make sure I, I I get what I need to do done and uh, bring the truck home in one piece. Um but priority number 1 is win. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can win, don't worry about it. you. You can wreck it as much as you want. As as <laughs> Just win. No, no. Um, no, don't give Tyler too much to <laughs> repair. Oh uh, no, it's it's fun watching him work on it. It's, it's no, no. Um, no, you know the the guys really put a great piece together. Um, and I, I'm excited to see what it'll do. I, I, I I'm hoping for a top ten. I'm, I'm not gonna give you know. Give away too much, but I, I think it's a pretty realistic thing. Um, honestly, first steps qualifying for the race. Um, but after that, I think I think the True North OEM to uh, powered by True North truck will uh, it'll, it'll definitely definitely make a show. Tyler believed in you and gave you a shot back in the K&N level when it looked like just about all other roads had dried up. Now he gives you another shot here. How special is that to still be a part of this team with these guys knowing that, you know, this is real. This is actually happening. You know, it was uh, a couple of years ago, uh, the beginning of 2016, we, we came to Tyler um, with, with not much. We didn't have much to offer. But uh, but he had a big heart, and uh, and and he he had a, I guess a destination. Like he he had an idea in his head where he wanted to be a couple years uh, to today, and um, he's working at it. He's the team is growing at at, a, at an exponential rate. Um, 
you know, we've, we've, we've doubled in, in the amount of people working at the shop, number one, and now we've doubled the amount of trucks on the track. Uh, we had Austin Dillon in the truck at Atlanta. We, um, we almost won Daytona. Um, and I was on the pit box for that. I, I was, I was, I was shaking the entire drive home. But, um, but the the journey with Tyler's is, is it's it's been this will be the third year, but it's it's been a great one. Um, and I feel like it was just yesterday when we started K and N, and now we're kind of kicking that to the curb. Uh, <laughs> just a little, just a little bit. Um, but it's it's definitely gonna be cool. I, I want to see what, what what race we're gonna do after this and and after that and uh, see if we can turn some, turn some heads. So there is gonna be more after this. We think. Uh, I might have said too much. I might have said too much. You know, it, it's <laughs> you want there to be more. Oh, one hundred percent. And if we we go out there and do what we need to do, I I, I promise there's gonna be more and we're gonna get better. I'm gonna get better as a driver. Uh, I was joking with Tyler uh, a couple of weeks ago um, about a tweet he was he, they put out on the on the team's Twitter uh, development driver Reed Wilson. I came up to him. I was like, "You mean you mean develop driver Reed Wilson?" <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, I've got a lot to learn, especially with the trucks, with the new radial tires and everything. But so we'll we'll get better from this race on. And I know it helps too. You're a short track kid, have been for a long time, to make your debut at arguably one of the most famous short tracks in NASA car only helps i'd like to think of it as uh kind of like where, where you and i both started somewhat started uh the summer shootout quarter mile at charlotte Motor speedway that's kind of what martinsville is like um from from what i've heard and kind of gathered and, and i raced <laughs> yeah and i raced um you know you 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 got long straightaways and it's hard breaking into the corners um you got a lot of grip. The setup, if, if the setup's not right, then it's not right. You're not gonna have a good day. But if you can, if you can adjust the truck to just right, and you'll you'll be able to pick off a pretty good finish. I know, and you know how the last part of this works. There's a lot of people and supporters that have helped you get to this point, Reed. Who do you need to give a shout out to that's making this weekend possible? You know, obviously my 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 mother and father for 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 getting me to a position where where I could. I could work off of that and get to this this point. Um, obviously, Tyler, Young's Motorsports, all the guys there at the shop, and the guys coming to the track, and uh, uh, and then, of course, of course, the ones that are really really making it happen behind the scenes, uh, 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 True North, uh, OEM2, powered by True North, um, uh, MDA for all the love and support that they've given me throughout the years, and um, I can't wait to have more races with them. I'm excited for Young's Motorsports, and Tom, you mentioned it earlier. Tyler Young has invested so much into driver development. Reed was really one of his first projects yeah. that he took on a couple of years ago, and that's only continued. Now you look at somebody like Tanner Thorson, who's come to Young's Motorsports and is trying to be one of those who uses the team as a springboard yep. to greater things. We've seen Austin Hill grow into now a full-time tenure with that team this year in the 02 truck he was another one that uh, came to Young's Motorsports really looking for a chance to build in the truck series and now he's gotten that I mean it's just a lot of really great things going on there right now and from everything Tyler told me at the unveil earlier this week they have a lot of interest and especially after Scott Legacy took that car to a top five finish the team's first ever by the way top five finish at Daytona in February he said 
these trucks have gotten a lot of attention and a lot of interest from a lot of people within and even in some cases not necessarily within the garage area on a weekly basis. So we'll just have to see. But he did say anticipate big things going down the stretch. He said there could be some scenarios where you might see more than the 02 and the 20 on track before the end of this season. Well, certainly the series needs more trucks and it needs more quality trucks. So very happy to hear that if that's the case. And uh, Tyler certainly worked hard uh, to make that happen and wish him and the team and Reed good luck at Martinsville this weekend. We are going to step aside when we come back. Our final segment, the lightning round. Oh. We've, uh, Rod, are you prepared we've for this? We've got a lot of stuff to try to squeeze in here in a short amount of time around the turn. So don't go anywhere because you'll miss something. You're listening to the Stock Car Steal. Uh, sorry, the Stock Car Show. Well, you know what? Let's do it this way. You're listening to the Stock Car Show, formerly known as the Stock Car Steal SRI Motorsports Show. I'm going to give a little shout out to our first big sponsor that we had for this show and now being presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety right here on the Performance Motorsports Network. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. (laughs) My mommy. Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. 
If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council. I'm Dalton Sargent, and you're listening to Race Talk on Performance Motorsports Network. Well, speaking of drivers who will be uh, competing in the Alpha Energy Solutions 250 at uh, Martinsville Speedway this weekend, Dalton Sargent in the truck series now. The Sarge. Yeah, the Sarge. Good to see that, too, this year. Uh, Welcome back to the Stock Car Show as we go into our lightning round uh, we've got Rod Wortham with us tonight, and it's been fun actually having Rod in studio here for the first time. Um, you know, I've appeared on several of the Race Face TV shows from our studio here, and of course, Rod, uh, the Race Face is centered in Florida, so uh, we use the miracle where it's of, warm. Where it's <laughs> where well, it's now warm, yeah. let's fifty out. How today. warm actually is it in Florida? Because when it gets down to sixty, you all start freezing and. You know, it, it it's sort of relevant, you know. I uh, woke up this morning, it was 30, it was sleeting and snowing. Here. <laughs> here. Yeah, but yes. how warm it was it in Florida when you left? A lot a lot warmer than <laughs> here. I didn't, look, I didn't look because I was too cold yeah. to check. Hey, hey, while we're on the subject of Florida, can I offer today's, uh, well, news? All right. More breaking news? More breaking news. So, this happened a little while ago. Okay. Apparently... The Indianapolis Motor Speedway has enlisted the help of a musical group to aid in their sponsorship of the Brickyard 400. So, is it Kiss? No, I don't. No, because oh, Gene Simmons used to be the spokesperson. For is it yeah. Florida Georgia Line? Ding, 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 ding. We Chris have Murdoch. That's the only band I know that has Florida in it. I yeah. don't have a prize for you, so I can't say that you've won anything, but maybe I'll come up with something before the end of the show. So. This year's NASCAR Cup race at Indianapolis is as follows. The Big Machine Vodka 400 at the Brickyard, powered by Florida Georgia Line. Try saying that five times did they, fast. Did they try to add more words than what Crown Royal used to put in the title? Because they're getting up there at they're this point. They're getting up there at this point. Yes, okay. they are, opinion, Cisco. It's better than the Roseanne 300. <laughs> See, Rod, you and I are PR folks. I mean, that, that should be like illegal procedure <laughs> or something. You can't put that in a headline. For me, it is and always will be the Brickyard 400. Yeah. End of story. I mean, if you were working with a track or a series, would you encourage that? Because that, that just won't fit in the headline. Well, I might get in trouble for saying this. So, um, no, with, not on with, this show. With with the amount of people that were there last year, they need to uh, do something a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. There we go. Well, let's see now. That's I've what seen we more like. people at practice. <laughs> You're coming on this show. you got to have a take. I mean, I could have gone. I didn't, but I could have gone. You could have. That's you know that's you, what we bring you, you in. You could have found a seat amid the other. I was literally people. thinking about showing up at the last ten minutes of the Xfinity race and just sort of walking in and hoping no one noticed. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really. I, I mean, it's been a, a, a bit of tough sledding there. I mean, I, 
I don't know. I, I just IRP. never thought. Yeah, I exactly. I've never thought that track was a good track for stock cars. I understand NASCAR wanting to do it. I understand Indy wanting to have them there, of course. But, you know, to me, if they took the whole thing and moved it over to um, just down Lucas, the road a little bit. Is it Lucas Oil? Lucas Raceway, Oil Raceway Park? at Indianapolis. Yeah, <laughs> at Indianapolis. Um, Lorp. As uh, as it's shortened to, uh, I think that's uh, that to me would make a much better race weekend, Jacob. I will say yeah. that uh, NASCAR did uh, start some traditions uh, because of the kiss the bricks with Del Jarrett. So that is fair. That yeah. is fair. Yeah. NASCAR did start some traditions. Yeah, yeah. And, and those first two or three races there. I mean, I was uh, at all three of them. They were they were awesome. They were. I mean, yeah. they, they, the places were packed. There was you couldn't get a seat. Um, just need to go back and find what that magic was. And yeah. 2014 wasn't bad. The cars. 2014 wasn't cars bad when Gordon won it. No, 14 was good. Yeah. 13 wasn't good. I went to that one. That was fuel strategy the whole time. It was well, really the, boring. The tire-blowing debacle was yes. also not good. You know, actually, I thought the Xfinity race was more exciting last year than the Cup race. The Xfinity yes. race. Because of restrictor the plates. They tried the plates, and, it, and and I thought it would just make it a nightmare. It and actually, I was we all did. dead wrong. That yeah. was actually, it was a lot of passing, and it, and it, and it really uh, allowed the, the guys. I mean, William Byron, you know, finishing that race on about three and a half tires. Yes. Because, you know. His, Maybe they should go to, like, sport away. car racing, and they should run both <laughs> series in the same race. Ooh, that would See, be now fun. that would be interesting. Throw the trucks in there, too. <laughs> and and at halfway, you send the other half of the field going the other way around the racetrack <laughs> if we're going to take the Tony Stewart okay, way. Okay, that's a little far. But, yeah. but you know what? How fun would it be? Look, let's not even – let's let because obviously yeah. you're not going to have yeah, that for no. – point race but how fun would it be to do something like that on a road course put all three of the series in the same race and just have like rod said an imsa style kind of deal hang on hang on i'm petitioning I'm, i'll petition it right now 2019 rolex 24 at daytona cup cars xfinity cars and trucks let's go no no and the, no how about we have the sports cars run the roval while the nascars are running the oval around <laughs> all right cisco you're banned from offering any wow. more ideas okay okay before tom throws a lightning round question i just want to give a mad plug to somebody ryan mcgee you are my hero for the week if you haven't gone to ESPN.com and read Ryan McGee's latest story. Well, now you got to tell us what it is. Yes, I am going to. It is titled American Short Track Racing, What Went Wrong and How to Save It. I'm on not ESPN. Gonna, on ESPN.com. Wow. I am well, not. You, you got to give us at least because we, we can discuss this. Give us, give us a, a few of the bullets. What's right. he saying? I mean, <laughs> first off, I'm going to say honestly – I think Ryan should win an award for this. This goes back to the comments that Kevin Harvick and Tony Stewart made after the Phoenix race about how NASCAR is not doing enough to support and push forward short track racing. And I want to add to this that if you go and look at the NASCAR Home Track's Facebook page right now, I'm directly calling you people out. This is egregious. It's wrong. The fact that the NASCAR short track folks can't even be bothered in over a month to post anything. They've had two great races right now. It's been more than a month. I think the opening night of New Smyrna Speed Weeks was the last time anything went on that page. 
That is so egregiously wrong and so disadvantaging to all the good short track young guns and the veterans that are in these NASCAR series and even you know some of the other series that aren't necessarily NASCAR sanctioned. There has to be promotion of these guys. It's just you know that this is and this is what Kevin and Tony were talking about. There's not enough being done at the grassroots level anymore, and it's absolutely a shame. You see tracks, Cisco, that are going by the wayside. You see drivers that are never getting opportunities. And one of the things I, I had lunch with Kyle Barnes today, and I t- and we were talking a bit about it, and a lot of the big teams that we saw in the early 2000s, those are the small teams now, and it's horrible to see because, you know, these are guys that would go out and race short tracks and have a huge, you know, following it and now they just don't have the funds to do it anymore Tom. yeah you're right and somebody actually sent me now that i'm reading this looking this over somebody actually sent me a piece of this the other day didn't tell me where it was from just because it involved tim pacman being quoted in here tim yes tim yes. is the uh general manager at uh, lancaster yep. speedway up in new york of course in my old stomping grounds and i've been to lancaster many times over the years Tim made the statement, one of the things that he did when he took Lancaster over is reached out to his neighboring tracks so that they could figure out a way to weave their schedules together. What a no, What an amazing concept, Cisco. You actually have a, a, a promoter of a racetrack who thinks it's wiser for all the tracks in the area to work together instead of trying to cutthroat each other. Two words for you, racing Virginia. Yeah, well, yes, that group is trying to do the same thing. You know, Rod, you've been around forever just like I have, and, and, you know... Thanks, Tom. Well, look, (laughs) it it is what it is. Uh, All somebody would have to do is... I guess that was the first lightning bolt that got struck. Yeah, Yeah. if we we turn the video camera on, people would clearly see that Rod and I have been around for a while. We're we're the more experienced of the crew here, but... Again, you've seen this sort of whole kind of roller coaster thing. When Winston was the sponsor of of NASCAR, they directly had not only dollars, but also had a great deal of interest in seeing the short tracks because they understood that that's really where the NASCAR fans came from. Now, in this day and age, and I see it here in this area, and it's really all over the country, these short tracks, they snipe each other with rules to keep the cars at their own tracks. They don't work together on schedules, so you get two or three tracks in, in a, within a two- or three-hour radius. At least they're running the same division on the same night. You know, there's so little cooperation now, and I love seeing Tim, Tim Packman reach out to the other tracks in the area and go, listen, we're much better off if we work together and we all kind of share in this than we are trying to, you know, snipe each other. And Humpy Wheeler made a comment to that and said, you know, it's become kind of a boxing match. I've, I've said we should try this with, with all of us being on the same yeah. team again. Well, I think they're going to have to. Yeah. They're going to have to get back to and, and realize that, Tom, when you and I grew up, I mean, we lived at our local track. Yeah. And then it was like this this added bonus that we got to go to one or two NASCAR races right. a year. Yeah. But it all started on Friday night and Saturday night in your local communities. And Sunday night. I, yeah. I, I, I in actually, my case. I actually end all of my shows uh, on Race Face TV by going, go out and support local racing yes. in mm-hmm. your community. If it yep. builds from the community up, that's when NASCAR will start to see more 
people in the stands at their races. Yes. I agree. I want to add this comment. Ron Barfield Jr. from Dillon Motor Speedway, who resurrected that track down in South Carolina. Yep. The the very end of of McGee's piece here. Those who literally hold the keys to the gates of America's short track have to be willing to accept help, and that includes listening to each other. And here's Barfield's response. I tell my old school race fans, listen, what this will always be what it is, good time short track racing. No one is out to ruin that. But you can't just sit there and say, well, we've always done things this way, so that's how it's got to be. You've got to think about where you're going. Your racetrack that was covered up in weeds, if you don't think about where you're going, it's going to go right back in there again. Exactly right. How many racetracks, how many, like, you know, racetracks that aren't even, you know, small, you know, something like a, uh, um, like a North Wilkesboro or a... Uh, Rockingham, even. Yeah, Rockingham or uh, Nazareth. That's yeah, the one I was yeah. thinking of. You know, those were tracks that had bush races and cup races, even, yeah. that are now... You know, well, gone. there's tons of short tracks over the years. Flemington, oh, yeah. New Jersey comes to mind right off the bat for me. There's Mesa Marin out in California. There, there are just so many of them. Islip, yeah, Islip with Trenton. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, you know, just legendary racetracks where, where so many of the past racing legends of the short tracks plied their trade every week, and now they're gone. So that was a very good article. And let me tell you what. it's As someone who's come from the Chicago area before, yeah. what used to be Chicago Motor Speedway is now a Walmart. You don't want that. Yeah, Trust me. Exactly. None of us want that. We've got to keep short track racing alive. I agree. Rod Wortham, thank you for being in tonight. We really appreciate it having you. Um, tell us where we, where we can find Race Face TV, brand development, and keep up with all of the uh, drivers that you have and everything you've got going on. Well, just check out racefacebranddevelopment.com, racefacebranddevelopment.com. There's links there that will take you out to Race Face Telmed, to Race Face TV. Um, you know, catch us on Facebook. Uh, again, we're going to be posting up a new TV schedule to get out in front of the people again. But, Tom, again, thank you for letting me come and be a part of this. Had a great time. We'll have to do more of it. And go see the Cars Tour race at Myrtle Beach. And, by the way, if you want a, an autograph from Cisco, he'll gladly pay you a <laughs> buck to sign. Yes. Jacob, get us out of here. Thanks as well to Mike Garrity, Megan Kolb, our social media partners at Three Wide Life, as well as Bob Steele, Sue Mason, Bill Holt from the Carolina School of Broadcasting, Behind the Glass, and all the folks at PMN that make this show possible. So, for Tom Baker, Cisco Scaramuza, Chris Murdoch, and our special guest for the evening, Rod Wortham, I'm Jacob Seelman reminding you to keep it off the wall, and we might just see you at a racetrack. Folks, go out, support your local track, and we'll see you when we see you. Good night. You've been listening to the Stock Car Show on the Performance Motorsports Network. Stay tuned to Performance Motorsports Network for more race talk. For the latest motorsports news, visit racechaseronline.com. The Stock Car Show is a copyrighted production of the Performance Motorsports Network. www.performancemotorsportsnetwork.com. A member of the Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated and may not be rebroadcast, replicated, or saved in any media without the explicit written permission of PMN. Check out our Facebook page or our section on the PMN website. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, co-host, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect those of the management and ownership of either the Performance Motorsports Network or Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated, the advertisers, or the marketing partners. Be listening again next week when the Stock Car Show returns on Thursday night at 7 Eastern. Until then, stay tuned for more great motorsports programming on the Performance Motorsports Network.